episode 317, everybody. Whoa! Are you having a better day today, Sarah? Much better, thank you. Good Lord, you are a mess. Yes. Yeah. I, had, I am impressed that you were able to carry on and make the fans happy, even in the midst of a plumbing crisis. You know what? The show must go on. <laughs> and I, dra- I, I just like jammed my sorrows away with my ukulele, which is the best self-care. So uh, then I was fine. And you know what? Does doesn't even matter if your water doesn't work. And they had to shut off my electricity because they're like redoing the solar stuff. So I was like, I got no electricity and no hot water. You know what? I can play my ukulele. That's true. That is a nice thing about instruments is that you don't need all that technology. That's right. I admire. Yeah, it's like 1748 over here. 17. Like, the <laughs> like year. a pioneer, right? Yeah. I'm living <laughs> like pioneer times right now. Guys, can we talk about how Paul McCartney is coming to LA? July 13th. I'm going to the show at Dodger Stadium. If you would like to join me, you're welcome. Oh, and I, um, that would be fun. Oh my God. Because he does Let It Be, Hey Jude, oh, Yesterday. I'll, I'll bring tissues. Right. <laughs> Anyway, I mean, it's just so cool to hear, you know, and I like hearing the stories of like the background singers, the the people in the band, because they, you know, those kind of get a similar experience, but different, you know, it's like that documentary. Uh, I forget if it's 15 feet from stardom or some number oh, of feet. And it's about the yeah. backup singers because of what you're saying. They get this front row seat, but they're not famous yeah. themselves. And so it's a weird uh, and they're always so talented. Oh my god! And they work like their asses beyond. off. Yes. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Like we think the of tours, the schedules, <clears throat> the practice, the. Oh my! I can't even imagine the pressure. Like, let's think right. of if you were Beyonce's backup dancer. Oh my god! And what if you messed up? Nope. <laughs> no, there, there's no option. No, there is not. <laughs> I'm sure she'd be nice about it, but... Yeah, she'd probably be amazing. <gasps> yeah, no, you... I, I, I... Nope. That would haunt nope. me. Yeah. Oh, speaking of things that haunt us... Yeah. Spooky. Spooky. <laughs> I read this article about this woman in Nazi Germany who I'd never heard of. Her name is... I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right, but it's Ilse or... I don't know. I-L-S-E... Cock, mm-hmm. K-O-C-H. Mm-hmm. Um, and they called her the bitch of Buchenwald or something. Anyway, she, her, her husband ran one of the concentration camps. And so she would go and work there. And it said in the article that she was always excited about sending kids to the gas chamber. Oh, my God. Right? And... Ew. Uh, this is, it gets worse. If you can imagine. Oh, she, I'm excited. I'm, I'm hanging on the edge of my seat. <laughs> she had in her possession lamps and things that were made, like lampshades that mm-hmm. were made of human skin. Oh! <gasps> yep. And when Go she on. would see Jewish folks in the, that were in the concentration camps, if they had really nice tattoos. Oh my God. Oh my God. She would make sure that they got skinned before they were incinerated so she could keep them. Oh my gosh, Susie, I'd be tableside decor. I mean, you. <laughs> it's not funny, but it, you're funny. Um, oh. Right, I was thinking as I read it, Sarah would my. be toast. Oh, toast. She's coming after me. Oh How my God. How sick. I mean, no, come this on. Is, this, is, this is about as disturbing as you could possibly get. Yeah, it's This is clearly a monster. A monster. Oh, and it's so extra creepy when it's a woman. It is. That's what I was saying on the last episode is when I something know. about when women are depraved, it is even more disturbing to me because I expect more from women. Oh my god. And, and the children thing. Even the Nazis Who were her? mad at her. They were like you're too fucked up. Sorry, Linda. You know, that just, it should, like, that that people who are really, like, disturbed, like, these real sick people can hide out in hate groups. Like, people, like, mm-hmm. I guarantee you, well, I don't guarantee, I can't guarantee anything, but it is my I thinking that 
it didn't matter who the victim, like it didn't matter if they were Jewish, if they were Christian, if they were Muslim, it wouldn't have mattered. Black, white, green, purple, animal. She's into the hurting and the pain. It's unbelievable to me. And then hides that in, oh, I'm just carrying out these orders from this group or organization. Woo, that's sick. And she went on trial and she claimed that the lampshades were made of goat skin. Um, <laughs> and yeah, some- like you tattoo goats. <laughs> right. Holes in your story, lady. <laughs> Sarah's, Sarah's a detective now. Um, right. But I mean, no matter what, I don't know if they were, but I, I suspect they were, especially because of the tattoo thing. But regardless, um, it's just a nightmare and it's so ghoulish and hard to believe that a person could get like that. But as I've said before, I think of morality and ethics as the spectrum. And I really reject the idea of like, there are good people and bad people. Mm-hmm. And I really want people to start thinking of it as a spectrum because once we do that, we realize why it's so important that we maintain our own moral compass and teach our kids because it really feels like a slippery slope sometimes because maybe she was normal in other ways. Uh-huh. Oh, God. I don't know. It's just messed Something up. happened. I mean, this got into her, This was early where violence became... For sure, it some must source be of power right. Very early, because it, there is a certain developmental point when once those those get fixed, you can't. It's ugh, I don't know if you can undo it. Yeah. Anyway, it's a nightmare, and I that is when a you, nightmare. You know, when you know about World War II, you think, well, what could be worse? And then you think, how did this story get buried? This is the yeah. sickest thing I've ever heard. That's what I'm wondering. That's those stories of people that do weird stuff with corpses. Those really freak me out. The really gross part is that 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 just I don't know what part of me this is that thinks about how things are used and they're is thinking like yeah, skin absolutely duplicates the material of a lampshade where it would like let light through mm-hmm. and it would like ew. ew. Why is that picture in my brain? They did. Ah. They did test the. Um, remnants that they had found and one test said this is human skin and another test said it was cow skin so it's Mm. inconclusive as far as what it really is how when were these tests done um after katrina because they were found these items were found in america and were sold as like nazi you know memorabilia for lack of a better word Mm -hmm. and somebody gave them to the guy that studies this particular woman and let him test him. Well, we need, we need, we need need more. more. I don't know why. I mean, not like we're, it's going to help at all. I just want to know the answer. This is what I always say about the weirdness about true crime, how we're all so into it. And it feels like if I just get more information, then Mm. I can solve this mystery of how someone could do it. That's for me what it is. Yeah. When I oh. write to these people and stuff, it's for me like not the mystery of the crime, who done it. It's the mystery of why did someone do it. Ooh, and I think people want to feel like they're, they want to know the gory details and all that stuff to really know that, like, convince themselves that they couldn't do it. I agree. I think that mm-hmm. it drives a lot of people's curiosity. Yeah. Like, I'm not Ooh. that. Right. Whatever I am, I'm not going to skin anyone. Yeah, definitely not. Uh-huh. <laughs> but anyway, I just wanted to share that spooky. It's it's terrible to make light of it because it's horrific. But yeah. when it's that bad, you almost don't know what else to do with it in your brain. Laugh mm. or cry kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Mm. Anywho. I was, no joke, like... I mean, that's like the most shocked I've been in a while hearing that. I did not think you were going to say that. I'll put that article in the newsletter as well because yeah, I, I think read it. The, the, just the details of it, yes, they are disgusting, but it's a fascinating thing that happened in history and not that long ago. Yeah. Ooh, gosh. You wanna, oh my gosh, you're right. That was like yesterday. I know. In the big picture. Let, can we talk about something lighter? Please. <laughs> There's nothing darker. And skin lampshades. Yeah, I'm I could good. talk about really terrible things and it would still be lighter. Um, what are your thoughts about, well, 
What are your thoughts about your underwear for starters? Mm, you loving them? Like super well, soft? I'm over the ones <laughs> that are not comfortable. <laughs> That's why Sarah is sitting pretty in her gorgeous me undies. And so am I. Mm-hmm. Because most people's underwear, it ain't making them happy. No. Mine oh my is gosh. Though. And I'm always so upset when I've got, I rotate through five pairs. And when those are in the laundry, I'm like, somebody better do the laundry right now. <laughs> my bum is uncomfortable. We need our MeUndies because they are really soft. It's like heaven. They are made of micromodal fabric, which who cares what that even means? It just means it's softer. It's full three times softer than cotton. And they have classic colors, prints. They have um, theme for holidays, stuff like that. And they have loungewear socks. My husband is obsessed with those llama pajama pants. He wears them every day. Oh my gosh, I am too. I love my onesie. <laughs> they're so comfortable. And they're, they're just incredible. And they have a great offer for our listeners. For any first-time purchasers, when you order MeUndies, you get 15% off and free shipping. Get your 15% off your first pair, free shipping, and 100% satisfaction guarantee. Go to MeUndies.com slash brain candy. That's MeUndies.com slash brain candy. They're amazing. I love them. Um, okay. So what do you think about how Meghan Markle decided to kind of break tradition and not do the whole birth photo sh- photo opportunity oh, thing? Thank God. Yeah. Thank God. Because, mm-hmm. I, I mean, that picture, that any of my friends who were pregnant or had babies right around the time where Kate Middleton gave birth yes. and she came out of the hospital with looking so beautiful with her pantyhose on and, and like she wasn't out. wearing one of those diapers and like <laughs> diapers. you know the, uh, the uh, magic underwear they give you that <laughs> you can only get at the hospital if they don't sell anywhere else <laughs> yeah um that uh, all so many of my friends who were having babies around that time cite that photo as their like a cause for them to feel Less than. Not good. Yes. Mm-hmm. They're like, yeah, that, when I saw that photo, I felt like, you know, well, what you, the heck? Yeah. How could I do it? You know, what's wrong with me that I can't do this? And let's be realistic here. Mm-hmm. Oh. I mean, on one hand, I liked, I, I, I love Kate Middleton. I think if she wants to do that, then good for her. And she looks beautiful and that's awesome. Um, but it does feel and sometimes there's a weird line between aspirational where mm-hmm. we know that's not how it really is but then there's a sense of but but it really is for her so why am i a mm. loser yeah but you have to she like you have to i think what Meg markle does is she recognizes what she represents to people yeah. and how she is a like an icon or, or I don't even know what you'd call it. Like a, in a way, a role model totally. or, or like an example. And you know, Kate Middleton does too, because she's very particular, picky or specific about what she chooses to wear that aren't all like designer clothes. They're, yes. You know, I always see things that's like, look what she got from Zara and, you know, and she'll wear things more than once, which, you know, yeah. is a big deal. So there's an effort made in those areas. And even when she did those photo shoots when after she had the babies, you know, she had the little bump that you have before your belly totally deflates and all that, which I appreciated that she didn't try to hide that. But she had a blowout. <laughs> she had yeah. makeup done. And th- do you think she really wanted to be all gussied up and, and prayed around and take pictures like that? I don't think that she was really the one like Nobody this, would right? want that. Right. But you might, she might, because she grew up in England, have a greater mm-hmm. sense of this is what I married into and this is yeah. how things go and that's the price you pay. But I don't think Megan, perhaps as an American, has that same approach. I'm glad. But the Brits hate it. Oh, they're so God. mad at her. They hate her. They just want to feel like they're, it's, you know, like they're part of it in a way. They feel almost like owed that. Yes, Don't entitled. You mm-hmm. Entitled. To, you are to so that. right. Because yeah. in this article that I was reading, that's the way it's the British journalists in particular that they feel really angry because do you remember when Princess Diana died and then mm-hmm. Charles made a deal with 
the press in England and said, here's what we're going to do. We're going to give you special time where we'll answer your questions. You can get all the pictures you want in exchange for you not um, hunting us and chasing us and chasing my children. Wow, I didn't know that yeah. that happened. Yeah, so they kind of had an arrangement. And they gave some things to the press, and then in exchange the press was meant to not hmm. stalk them. Mm-hmm. But now that they're adults, I think the tabloids are feeling like, hey, we need more stuff, and now you're not even going to do the baby picture? Wow. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, he did, nobody's specific over what they need to give and when i mean she's not saying that you're never going to have pictures of this baby yeah and she's just saying hey can we be like a little respectful of this very special precious time that you know and maybe not project an image that is not you know accurate mm-hmm. well and apparent allegedly she's going to have a baby the way you said you want to do it when you when that yeah. time comes where it's natural and maybe there's like a little water bath, uh, yep, what do you call that? Yep, water yep. birth. Water birth. That. Yes. So she's Get very, girl. she's very, uh, California in that way. I love it. But anyway, I don't know. I, I think it's awesome that she's doing that. And when they said, Oh, she's breaking 40 years of tradition. 40 years. Isn't that long 40 time? years. <laughs> I mean, for goodness sakes. <laughs> so just yeah. one generation before. Okay. Got it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Shut up. What, is, what does Adam think? Does he even care? He does not. Although Good. he cares more than he used to. He's starting to really get into it um, on Instagram. Because I, <laughs> I told him how much I love Meghan Markle. Yeah. And he started to feel like a kinship because she's American, he's British, all that. Um, but he would not weigh in about the... <laughs> but yeah. his par- his family would and they don't like her. Mm. Mm-hmm. Well, I like her. So I like her too. They can can it, and I like her shoes. So oh my god! Remember how I told you I follow like an account on Instagram called Megan's Fashion. <laughs> yes. One day, friends out there. One day, Susie's like, Sarah, can you tell me about how to like give myself a good manicure, paint my nails? Because I need my nails to look like Megan Markle's. I already so got the nail polish. Oh you god. should not be. I, I do it all the time. You know what I've been googling for freaking ever, and I'm waiting for this information to come out. Mila Kunis hosted Ellen like probably like a month or two ago and she was wearing the most adorable outfit and I need this outfit and I have been like daily just googling it hoping that somebody will have tagged what she wore and who made it oh my gosh I should get on the case for you I'm pretty good at googling love them they're these wide leg pants that have these um like stripes down the side that are frayed like plaid fabric and oh my god they're so cute. I need them. They're See? probably like a bajillion dollars, but I can find them on Poshmark, I'm sure. <laughs> that's the thing is that you see some, but that's what I mean by aspirational. So you see an outfit and you're like, I want to wear that. Mm-hmm. And it's not that you want to be that person, right? but you like their style or you think they look yeah. pretty and you want to look like that. That's yeah. how I feel when I see Megan. Yeah. Oh, Speaking of fashion, I, <laughs> I mean, this is like totally off topic and just like a thought in my head. I am not into all the fashion this season. What? What's in? I don't know. Oh, it's like a lot of prints, a lot of like the, just like prints, prints, prints everywhere. And everything looks like, oh, like that Coachella, mm. like, like, you know, they always do that during the spring. What do they call it? Festival wear. Yes, yes, like, yeah. <laughs> I'm over it. Like I don't need all of the peasant tops that are flowered. Like, I think it's a last sign season. That you're I feel old. like it was great, and this season I'm like, oh gosh, what is really? this? I can't wear any of this. Maybe it's you're ridiculous. changing. Maybe that's it. Your give me some Ann Taylor. Ch- <laughs> Ann Taylor. I do. That's love- it. I'm going to Chico's. <laughs> I or like Chinos both of those. I love that you don't even know. <laughs> it's Ch- Chico's. Chico's. I actually really like Chico's stuff. Yeah, I do too. I mean, it's funny because I do, my style has evolved into mom wear, but I'm fine with it. Yeah. Whatever. I saw this woman come out of a, a restaurant a little bit ago and she was wearing like this, she was old, probably 70. She was wearing this adorable, like, you know, conservative outfit with a little scarf tied around her neck. Yeah. And I was just like, that's me. That's the ghost of I, that Sarah is the future. future. There goes Sarah Future. <laughs> yeah. I'm just drifting into that, that style i'm so proud of you ah oh, thanks Suze. it's probably you probably what inspired it i'm probably secretly following an account like Susie's fashion <laughs> what if 
What if? <laughs> well, that's if why it, I'm never on Instagram because I just have like a secret <laughs> other account. It's like all just what Susie yeah. was wearing. Sarah it's has private. A, a burner. Just for me. A burner yeah. Instagram account. <laughs> Well, if you do want to be like me, one way you can do that is by trying OpenFit, which is the um, program that I use to work out. And it's great because it's super convenient and you can use it on your phone or your tablet or your computer. And they have amazing trainers in classes. They have Extend Bar, which is... um, you know, tapping into the bar trend, but you don't actually have to get all the equipment and go to the fancy gym or anything like that. Super expensive. You can do it this way and it's so much more affordable and you don't have to, you know, invest in a lot of stuff and you can see the results. I have lost weight, but my goal was really about strength and Mm -hmm. I'm frustrated with my body right now because I feel like I, I, you know, when you hit a a wall, a plateau, yeah. Yeah. You know what? You got to add weight, Susie. You're just doing body weight stuff. And if yeah. you threw in some, some five pound weights. Why? What yeah. will happen? Because the weights, you got to have weights to build like the muscle. But like, okay, let's say I'm doing push ups. Yeah. You'd think that eventually yeah. it would get easier. <laughs> it doesn't. Um, like I, they do say it doesn't get easier. You just get better. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Well, then maybe I shouldn't be mad. I won't be hard on myself. Yeah. But it's great. Go all because the way down to the floor. Open Look, fit. I am saying all of this where <laughs> I just get my 10 minutes in and I'm like, okay, I'm good. I'm- <laughs> well, that's the thing. They have 10-minute workout videos, which is the way to go if you're like me and you do not like working out. Open Fit changed the way I work out. And with our code Brain Candy, you can join me on my fitness journey. And it's personalized just for you. Again, use our code Brain Candy and start using Open Fit for your journey to a healthier life. And right now, during the Open Fit 30 Day Challenge, our listeners get a special extended 30 day free trial membership to Open Fit where you can lose up to 15 pounds in 30 days. When you text Brain Candy to 303030, you'll get full access to Open Fit, all the workouts and nutritional information totally free. Again, just text Brain Candy to 303030. All right. Now what? Now what? Now oh, what? oh, oh, I know something I have to hear your opinion on. Okay. Suze, did mm-hmm. you hear about this video that went viral of a mom who threw a Build-A-Bear party for her daughter? <laughs> no. Oh my gosh. I can't believe you didn't hear this. Okay. So <laughs> this mom came on Reddit and shared this story about a birthday party that her daughter went to for her daughter's friend. Mm -hmm. I think she was turning, I want to say like eight or something like little like that. She's, you know, I can't remember how old she was turning, but it doesn't matter. So the mom held the party at Build-A-Bear and there were eight guests there and they all are like, you know, these little kids. Yeah. Little, like seven or something. They're like super excited, building their bears, (laughs) having so much fun. And then as they were leaving, the host mom demanded that all the kids that give the toy that they made to her daughter. (gasps) And then one little boy resisted and the birthday girl ripped the toy out of his hand. No. Yep. And this is the crazy part that the parents even pitched in money to pay. Like it's not like they were just building them for free. The parents like this parent paid $30 for the bear and she didn't even realize that the bear wasn't even going to be for her daughter. That is totally outrageous. Right? Uh, Yeah. I knew, yeah, I can't no. believe you didn't hear about this. I would not stand for it. No, me neither. And I'd use this to really send a message. And like, what do you do in that moment? What is, who has that little discernment to understand that you do not ask little kids to give away their own toy for That's your crazy. kid? That's sick. That's as bad oh. as that lady that had the skin lampshades. Oh, <laughs> just joking. The quote says that one of the quotes says they all just disappointingly handed over their oh animals and the friend wasn't even being nice about it either. <sighs> Another little boy didn't want to. And the friend ripped it out of his hand. That was like a direct quote. This kid's not going to have any friends now. No either joke. You're going to have a bunch of bears only. Did you have <laughs> <laughs> and mom, right? A mom and some stuffed bears. Oh my God. This is going to be one of those Dee Dee Gypsy Rose How stories. How did this make it the to road. the news, though? Because that was posted on Reddit, and yeah. then people on Twitter just went crazy with it. <laughs> and they were like, what the hell? Oh. No. Do you ever have a, a like a, you know, any of those stories from like birthday parties or play stuff when you were little where you like got in trouble for 
you know, not sharing or somebody didn't share with you and it turned into a thing? I never did, but only because I think I really didn't, I really wasn't going to a lot of those things and I wasn't allowed to have any parties like that. But I mean, (laughs) I'm going to throw you like a million birthday parties to make up for it. I feel like now when I take Lincoln to parties, Mm -hmm. everybody has it under control because it's usually organized by somebody at, at a location. And so there's like a set way, even if build a bear. Well, you'd think build a bear would have been. Exactly. Why wasn't anyone, I guess they can't tell them what to do with their bears. That's so crazy. They can't. (laughs) Remember when I went to build a bear on my own to get a gift for somebody and the worker made me make a wish on the damn heart? No, I do not remember that. Stop. And I was like, no, it's okay. Just go ahead. And she was like, nope, you have to make a wish. I'm like, oh my God. Oh my my God. wish is that this nightmare is over soon. Stop. Because they make the kids make a wish on these stupid hearts that they stuff in the bear. Oh my gosh. That's super funny. That's something so like, you would do. Yeah, I'd probably. I'd like probably. if you worked at Build-A-Bear, you would want it to be like super positive all the time. No, I couldn't do it like that. Like I understand <laughs> to draw the line. Oh God. I love people who just don't get it though. Come on. <sighs> I mean, yeah. That mom though. Really dumb. I. That leads me to a topic I wanted to bring up along the same lines, which is you do you follow any i'm sure you don't do you follow any mommy bloggers or anything yeah i actually do i follow um oh my gosh what's her name she was on the bachelorette or the bachelor um she's real cute is she skinny? she married she married a guy from the radio a radio show oh. and she has two kids and she's always on like today in la or whatever those shows oh, are oh gosh what's her name I was just watching her the other day. Anywho, I don't know why I did. I like I just and she's very real. So, well, sometimes you know, realer. That's and exactly what this topic was about. Is about. It's not really real. The mommy blogs who now there there was a there's a trend almost where uh-huh. it, they are calling it imperfectly perfect. Where, That's what it is. You know, it's like look, everything's not perfect over here because look, their toys laying on the ground and. <laughs> It's like not even that bad and they're acting like they're being so candid and transparent. And so there's this weird thing where they're acting like they're being vulnerable and exposing their imperfections, but really it's, they would never say, you know what? I didn't get out of bed today because I fucking don't want to be a mom. (laughs) Nobody's doing that. Yep. It's just oh my god, that's kinda, totally. Yeah. Now I'm like reprocessing all these ones. I'm like, yeah, that's it. Well, and I, it's not just mommy bloggers too. I see a lot of this with um, influencers where they'll have that post where they're saying like, you know, I've been feeling really bad about myself lately. I just want you guys to know that we all struggle with insecurities. My life might look perfect on here, but and they they act like they're really bearing their soul. Yeah, and it's stupid. Yeah. I mean, the truth is that there probably a, uh, there are elements of truth to that. Totally. And it's like they want to be vulnerable, but it's, it can't be real vulnerable. Yeah. You know, nobody is saying, you know, it's not perfect. And also I drink two bottles of wine at night and then throw <laughs> up and like cry myself to bed naked in my bathtub. Totally. There's a when, limit like, to that's how probably <laughs> really happening. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's, I'm not kidding. Yeah. But then there was this one uh, influencer I follow who apparently was getting a lot of DMs from people being like, why do you act like your life is perfect and blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And so then she did an Insta story where it almost felt like she was looking for things to reveal that would show Mm -hmm. that she's just a regular person. Mm -hmm. So she was like, my dad is a drug addict and I suffer (laughs) from depression and anxiety like uh, you don't have to do that. I actually right. said, mentioned that during our Patreon Q and A when we were talking about Cara Maria because she did a few posts where she was revealing like all the Botox and things that she's done, and yeah, I kind of feel like you don't owe us that, right? You don't have to tell me what you've had done. Like some things can be private and personal. You don't owe your followers anything. That's true. I so my thing wasn't criticizing Kara as much as I was wanting her to know like you don't have to do that. Yeah. I think you know and who does this 
you know, what's the solution? I mean, not like there is one, but you know, like you can't really, I think it really just teaches us that we have to see everything with a more, I don't know, d- discerning eye. Is that really that main kind of, thinking of? Cause like, I think you're right. I think it's not about the blogger as yeah. much as it is about us expecting. We want yeah. them to look beautiful. Yeah. We want to look at pretty people and pretty things. We also want them to be down to earth though. This is the Meghan Markle mm-hmm. pregnancy, mm-hmm. Kate Middleton thing, essentially all over again. Yeah. Kind of. Like we want them to be perfect, but not too yeah. perfect. Right. And we want them to be vulnerable, but not overshare. Right. So it's really about us as the audience. Why do mm-hmm. we, why are we never satisfied? <sighs> kind of, you know what I mean? Yeah, because it's like, what's what's our intention behind looking at that? What do we need? Mm-hmm. Ooh. And maybe it changes depending on the day and all that. Yeah, and you know, I've done a serious edit to my Instagram hmm. and tried to, you know, because people will say, oh, you know, social media causes anxiety and depression and da da da. But we're in full control of who we follow, what we follow, oh, what yeah. we look at, what that explorer or whatever section looks like. Mm-hmm. You get to control what you see. Yes. And the same way, oh my God, now my brain is giving me a whole bunch of kind of thoughts, but the same way that when you start focusing on the negative things in your life, that you will only start to see the negative yes. and you'll, that becomes, it, it just, it's like a spiral and it just, you know, it's grows and grows and grows. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. That the exact same thing would happen with what the content that you look at. Yeah. That you, if you just start to dabble in that, then mm-hmm. that becomes, you know, whatever that quote unquote, that may be, whether it's, you know, things that make you feel like you're not, you know, fit enough or, or, or skinny enough or tan enough or too dark or too whatever, or, you know, that's so blah, funny blah, blah. that you say that on the picture of me in the yellow, I called it the poor man's James Bond one piece. And <laughs> Some, you know, everyone was really nice and said sweet things. And and then two days later, somebody just wrote, not to be rude. (laughs) Oh, that's a great way to start a sentence. (laughs) Buckle up for something rude. Not to be rude, but um, why why are you, you're so pale. What happened to your tan? (laughs) Oh, Christ's sake. And my feeling was like either, you know, my tan went away or it's the lighting or I'm sick. Which one of those did you want to point out? Or it's freaking like the sun just came out. <laughs> it's J- like February, you know, like can it? Any it was t- definitely, a, was it a dude? No. Oh. Believe it or not. Lady. Yeah. Okay. Well, see, this is the thing. Like we want white people to be darker. Yeah. And then you're going to go make comments about people with any other skin tone. Come on, get out of here. I didn't. This doesn't make any sense. I didn't respond and it's still up you if shouldn't. you'd like to go see it. That is so silly. <laughs> What's, what is also silly is whenever you have interest rates that are in double digits and bills keeping you up at night. And mm, I know mm, a mm. lot of people in that situation and it's no fun. And Lightstream is here to help. Be smart and pay off your credit card balances with a credit card consolidation loan from Lightstream. You can get a fixed rate for as low as 5.95% APR. You just go online and they have a little application. It's super easy and you could save thousands in interest and get the loan between five dollars and $100,000 with no fees as soon as the day you apply, which is really cool. And if you want to save even more, our listeners get an additional interest rate. The only way to get the discount is to go to lightstream.com slash brain candy, L-I-G-H-T-S-T-R-E-A-M dot com slash brain candy. Subject to credit approval rate includes 0.50 auto pay discount. Terms and conditions apply and offers are subject to change without notice. Visit lightstream.com slash brain candy for more. Cool. Anyway. Do that. Uh, yeah, I think that that trend of the social media thing where people, the no filter. I yeah. always think that's funny when the Kardashians do that hashtag no filter. Because the entire life is a filter. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Like how much plastic surgery can we have and still say no filter? Right. Like, I mean, just the hair removal alone. Oh. Is a huge thing. 
Right. I think about that all the time because I have stupid folliculitis. It's oh. always worse when I'm stressed out. So it's real bad right now. Oh, and no. uh, I'm like, man, if I had, car- and, and I know the Kardashians go to the same laser place that I do oh and they're getting everything done and they're all the time and that shit is expensive. I can only f- afford it on my legs. So, so I'm when just you like, see just it, the hair alone, mm-hmm. getting rid of that, my like, you know, personal stock based on how I value myself would go up. Okay, so you, when you see a picture, you think if I was able to do that, yep. then I would feel more confident and stuff like that. Yep. I yeah. would wear shorts. Yeah. Oh, wow. Do you not usually wear shorts? No, nope. not anymore. That's really f- difficult. Yeah. Yeah. And if you don't struggle with that, you don't even think about it. Right. Wow. Never. Oh, my gosh. The worst. That's I what I always pluck said. A single hair. You really can't. Yeah. Because it'll get infected. It'll just, my body grows a new one and it thinks it's a foreign invader. And you know what? I was thinking this the other day. So this is how hair for me is, but I did not know that everybody else is not like this. I have two or more hairs that grow out of each hair follicle. No. Like every hair hair pore, it has like two, three, sometimes even more hairs in it. Mm. So I think one grows and it's like, yeah, that's cool. But then other guys pop up and Bobby's like, what the fuck is that? Let's try to get rid of it. <laughs> that is yeah. really And I thought everybody had that. Mm-hmm. And then I was talking to, I don't know, whoever, and they're like, oh, you know, you have two hairs in all your... I was like, what? People don't have that? And then it made me think, what the hell else do each of us have or deal with mm-hmm. where we think this is like, oh, everybody's got this. I always thought the same thing with my color graph synesthesia. Well, everybody thinks that like colors mm-hmm. and numbers are... Mm-hmm. Every, every color has a number, right? No, nope, doesn't. Right. So what else is there? Mm, right. That's always fun for me when I say to someone, you know, how do you picture, I don't know, the days of the week or something that we all think about all the time yeah. and everybody's answer is different. Yeah. Or like do letters or numbers have a gender? Right. Yes. Some people are like, yes, absolutely. And when they do, they, it's like, what do you mean? They, like they don't? Yeah. Mine definitely have gender. They do? Yeah. Oh, get out of here. Mine don't at all. Okay. Yours just have colors. Dude, I don't even know what that means with the gen. Like, what do you mean? <laughs> like they have little penises or what the fuck? <laughs> no, just that four and seven are girls. Oh my God. <laughs> See, that's great. I'm sure we've talked about this before, but it just tickles me. I love that. But it's so weird. Wow. Oh, Brain Kitty Brainiacs, please write in and tell us your weird things that are going on in your brain or wherever. I remember there was an Oprah episode one time and they were kind of going over these quirks that different people have. And Mm -hmm. I remember one lady said she always puts on the like left sock and shoe before putting on the right sock. That's weird. Yeah. And she said, it's in case there's a fire, she'll have one (laughs) ready. Oh, why is, why, why would you rather have one shoe? (laughs) Right. This doesn't make any sense. <laughs> and somebody said that they only chew salty foods on the right side and sweet foods on the left side. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, stuff like that. Because they have taste. Great. The taste buds are on different sides. Mm-hmm. And also, that would really help with balancing out your facial symmetry. I feel like. Oh. Because you're developing muscles on both sides. Have you ever tried to chew on the opposite side or in the opposite direction? What does that even mean? Okay, so like when I chew, it's like my teeth move in a certain direction. It's almost like oh wow, like like a cow. the grinding motion mm-hmm. goes in one direction. But if I try to switch it up, oh my god, it's like my facial muscles have no idea what to do. Oh, that's weird. Yeah, everybody's trying it right now. I, I totally it. was, and it's hard. <laughs> yep, and your face looks weird. Yeah, I love hearing these. If people tag us in them, I did get a tweet from somebody who does hate. Uh, cucumbers. Oh, I saw that. Yeah. And pickles. And she said she hates watermelon. Oh, that kind of is like a cucumber. I guess But so. here's the thing. What are we saying? Like, hate it? Like, it, you need to spit it out like you with the cilantro, where it's like, this tastes like a foul, disgusting... That's what she said. So... What? Yeah. Okay, well, now I have to know what the enzyme is in watermelon and cucumber. <laughs> right. It's something that holds a lot of water. Yeah, obviously, Right. Yeah. But you would think that that would dilute the problem. Weird. 
But for her, it's disgusting. Because I'm like, what does it taste like? Tell me. And she's like, just disgusting. She was so sickened by the thought. Oh my gosh. So tell us your quirks. Yeah, I want to know all of them. Right? You know, I had a, a, a professor once. It was one of my favorite classes, biological anthropology. And I was really young when I took it. It was my first semester of college. I think I was only like 17 at the time, totally overwhelmed in this class. And he was talking about human behavior and how we do a lot of things naturally without even thinking about it in a way to protect ourselves. And he asked the class, when you get, and I'll ask you this question, when you get out of the shower, what's the, fir- or for you, the bath? It's going to be difficult for you because mm, I don't know if it's going to work with you because okay. it'll be different. Okay. But just pretend that you're a normal human. <laughs> okay. What's the very first thing you dry off? Okay. All right. Right. The first thing I dry off is like my stomach area. See, the interesting thing is people will give a whole bunch of different answers mm-hmm. except the face, which is absolutely the first one you dry, thing you dry off every time you get out of the shower. But it's so natural and so intrinsic and like... Oh, you're right. That doesn't work for us. Bath right, because you're in the bath. That's why I was like... Mm. Yeah, my face is not wet. Right. That's why I figured this would totally <laughs> throw like, off all my... <laughs> Wait, my so when you get out of the but, shower... Yes. You wipe your face off, but you don't even think about it. So you think you wipe a different... Yep. Oh. Yep. And I mean, this whole auditorium, and it was a big class, nobody said face. And the professor looked a little like shocked, like, wow. And he said, you know, that's it. It's interesting. None of you thought face because it's so... Like, we don't even, We barely even think about it because it's, it's our natural, our, our instinct to make sure we can see and make sure we like our, like, you know... That we, we yeah, don't it's like be. a survival thing. Yes, it's a survival instinct to like wipe your eyes and make sure that you can see. And um, now I cannot get out of. I think about that every single time I take a shower. <laughs> what is every time? What do you dry off after your face? You? Uh, I do face, and then I. You know what I do? Which is weird. I start with my legs and go mm-hmm, up. Mm-hmm. I think that might be normal. I think I feel like, I don't know, in some way I'm like catching them. I don't know. Oh, that's so cute. And then, yeah, like, oh, I just catch it as it falls off me. <laughs> uh, and then I, I've also thought, do you put your, and again, doesn't work for you. Do you dry off in the shower or out of the shower? In. Okay. Mm-hmm. I don't. I dry off out of the shower. And I think that has to do with how your mom dried you off or whoever was taking care of you Aww. when you were little. Really? My mom put it in my head that you cannot dry off in the shower because the likelihood of slipping is real high <laughs> and you don't want to risk it. Yeah. And so you need to dry off on the, ta- on the, dr- on the towel mat, which is what it's there for. Yeah. And you, it's safer and you won't slip. Do you, so you and get out and you're that. completely dripping wet. Well, usually I get out, I, I open the shower door, I mm-hmm. lean over and grab my towel and I wipe my face off. <laughs> because now I'm so aware of it. <laughs> and then I go onto the mat and I dry the rest of myself off. Oh my God. Because I like have this fear, this thing, and maybe it's just my mom who did this, Safety these like scare first. tactics to make us <laughs> scare tactics. like behave. Remember the thing about don't stick your he- head out of a car window because you'll get decapitated? Yeah. Yeah. So I think I'm, I'm trying as an adult to like thumb through like which one <laughs> of these were truth and which one of these are things she just said to terrify me. That is so funny. There was a show, a great show called Arrested Development. Mm -hmm. Did you ever see that? Yeah. Oh, so good. And the dad in that has a buddy who has, uh, who had like a arm amputated in like some war or something. And he would call this friend and use him to teach lessons to the kid, kids like, you know, always wear a seatbelt and then they didn't. And then like the guy would come out with like his fake, you know, his arm flying off and like no arm. And he goes, see, that's why you always have to buckle up or whatever it is. And it would be something totally ridiculous. But then result is if you don't do this, you, your arm can get chopped off. And they use this guy like countless times during the show. And I just love, I'm like, I think maybe my mom, my mom was doing Oh, that. I'm for sure that parent. <laughs> I thought maybe you would be. Yeah. And sometimes Lincoln will make the face that every kid makes at their parent when their parent's being ridiculous. I'm making it right now. And I have to say to him, you know what? This is not about you. This is just my issue. And then that's good that you say that. Because it really is. And he keeps me in check and I'll be like, you know what? You're right. It's fine. Mm -hmm. But 
my instinct is to be a bubble wrap parent of like, it's not safe. Yeah. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Oh, gosh, it's so hard, you know, like, call even, I don't even want to call it the bubble wrap parent thing, you know, because I think about, uh, I was having this conversation with, I think my friend Jessie, uh, who was a camp counselor with me, shout out Jessie, and uh, she, and this was a long time ago, so maybe it wasn't her, but anyways, it doesn't matter, uh, but we were talking about how, as camp counselors, we are hyper aware of worst case scenarios, like oh, what could possibly go wrong because yeah. so much has gone wrong. When you have a camp of, you know, 200 plus kids and they're all running wild for seven days with little to no parental supervision, they all bets are off on these guys can come up with insane ways to get hurt, to get into trouble. I've seen it all like <sighs> neck injuries from, you know, doing weird things off of, you know, lunch tables, you name it. And anything related to fire. So all of us <laughs> have this like high alert of, oh, I've seen that. That could go wrong. That could go wrong. That could go wrong. And we can like put all together a million different ways that the worst thing could happen. So I wonder if it's just like, you know, highly risk adverse or whatever. The No, and, you're right. Just, Cause I, you have to be. Yeah. I, you know all that. And look where we were. We were on the freaking challenge. Because I was kind I know. And I complain about my own behavior to my sister. And she's like, don't feel bad. She said the ones that have that are not helicopter parents, they might have freedom in a certain way, but they're going to the ER a lot more than you. <laughs> oh, my gosh. We used to say in my family that we should have a punch card. <laughs> my God. Tenth visit free. Because we were in there all the time. No, I can't live like that. Oh my gosh. Once my little brother Luke stepped on a rake and it flew up and hit him in the face and knocked out a tooth, just like in the movies and cartoons. Looney Tunes over there. I was like, what the heck? I didn't know that happened in real life. Let me tell you friends, it does. So make sure you pick up your rakes because the grass was high and you couldn't see Mm. it in the ivy or whatever. And so that's why you got to pick up after your tools. Wow. You could get smacked in the face and lose a tooth with a rake. That is bonkers, and I can't yeah. live like that. I can't go to the ER all the time. Oh, my God. Oh, so much we went. I have anxiety just thinking about it. We broke everything. Let me tell you a weird quirk about um, South Korea, which I'd never Please? heard of. You probably already know this, but the way that they calculate ages is different than the traditional way that we do oh, it. Oh, I do not know this. Oh, my God. So when you're born, you're one. <laughs> You know, I always thought that is how we should do it. <laughs> you like it, you dork. I do, because I'm like, that makes sense to me. For some reason, I agree with that. So you're counting in utero as life. Yeah, but like with kind. any counting, you start with one. You're, you're not like zero years old. You always existed. No. I, I don't know. Okay, you're right. That no, makes, but I, I get your point. But like I, But I, do, I have had this thought, and I do agree with them. Well, but right. I'm going to need to hear more. Okay. So then the weirdness, though, carries on because you're one year old <laughs> at birth. And then if you're born, um, then you become the next year on January 1st. So if you're born on New Year's oh. Eve, you're two. Okay. That's weird. Yeah. It's stupid. Oh, you know what? Is this, a, this is like wait, South Korea. No, I was going to say maybe this has something to do with like. I don't know, communism or whatever, and like they, taking away the individual. Oh, well, kind like, of. Because that's part of, again, it all goes back to identity. Like your birthday is mm-hmm. individual, it's special to you. And it's almost like saying everybody born this year is the exact same age. Gets There's no individuality in there. Yeah, and that's what it said that they really place a lot of importance in the year that you're born. 
in mm. determining who you are and what that means. And in, oh. also in terms of how you treat other people. So anyone that's even a year older than you, you use different words of respect oh. to address them. Whereas anyone your age or younger, you can use normal, whatever you call that. Yeah. What is, am I right? Are they a communist? What is their, no, 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 they, what no, are no. They, no, not, but is North Korea? What are they? Well, no, they're yes. a dictatorship. Dictatorship. Yeah. Okay. That's what I was thinking. And South Korea worries because they're very advanced in every way, but yeah. this is a bit of an odd thing in comparison to the rest of the world. So they have to have like a South Korean age and then an international age wow. that they tell people. Whoa. And Landon was just there. <laughs> Ask him. Yeah, I will. Maybe they don't talk about it. But yeah, it's like the new culinary hotspot. It was such a weird article though because it was – I bet it is. I could go for some Korean by the way. Yeah. Um, mm. They were saying – this one dad that they interviewed was like, my, my baby was born um, at the end of December and then – so it turned two, uh, two weeks after its birth and he said, mm. I thought to myself, my baby's only two or already two and I haven't done enough for it. And I thought, well, that's oh, just stupid. Well, and you know what else this is making <laughs> me think of? This is, I think this is a big disservice or, or kind of, I don't know, not dangerous, but, um, or have, I should say could have some negative yeah. consequences yeah. in studying child development. Ah. Uh. Because how do you know what developmental markers they're hitting or not hitting mm -hmm. at certain ages? Because, or is this saying like, just get rid of those? I do think that it has negative effects for the kid, for the parents, and then for the country, it does seem a little backwards to yeah, be still that's doing. That's weird. Mm -hmm. so, and Did the article give any reasons that were positive? Any sort of like, well, here's... Just that it's a Good closeness thing. with okay. people oh, that said. same year. Yeah. That's the only no. thing. Yeah, but then a separation from those that aren't. That, <laughs> right. I don't, that, that's not a good, I don't know about that argument. But it's sort of I like what we were saying where something just becomes a thing and then it sticks. Yeah, it's they a should tradition. make that unstick. <laughs> they are working on it. They're trying to do um, different laws that will change like on official papers where yeah. it should have what internationally we understand to be an age. I mean, but like, how, first of all, yeah, no summer pool party birthdays. <laughs> what? That's the biggest problem. <laughs> Why? If your birthday is always January 1st. Oh, oh no. Right, you don't right, get right. to have a summer pool party. It's said, though, that people do celebrate their individual birthday. Okay, so they all know when they, they were They know. This isn't one of those things like, you know, that documentary where she just lies about her age and the kids are think they don't know the day. They keep like, well, freaking A, how am I supposed to know? That seems like a... I know. I don't know what they're doing. To me, it's a very strange and unhelpful tradition in terms yeah. of logistics and probably will be antiquated very soon. So it's really just what they're... the. What, how old they're calling themselves. Yeah. They all still celebrate a birthday. In the article, it was like so-and-so who is 34 and 36 to the rest of the world. <laughs> That's so weird. Totally. And okay. the women are like, they want to be born late in the year or uh -huh. wait, maybe. So they're younger. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah yes, yeah. yes, yes. And they can find a man. So like, I don't know. It's oh, so weird. look younger. Right? Yeah. Weird. Yeah. And then it makes me wonder, like, what about driver's licenses, drinking age? Right. It's so the Korean it like, number. Okay. That's why they're trying to change it. So the huh. official stuff will at least say the normal number. That's totally weird. Right? Yeah. Good, good story. The world's sis. a crazy place. Sure is. I learned a bit of trivia that I think you'll like. Maybe yeah, you won't like trivia. it. Maybe you'll hate it. Oh, we'll see. It was an article in the New York Times about why you should not share your good news on Facebook and essentially was saying that we've lost that personal experience of when you're like, I got a new job or whatever. And then someone yeah. is so excited because it's just an emoji or whatever. Ugh, yeah. But the little trivia was that according to scholars, it takes six virtual hugs to equal one real hug. Oh my <laughs> gosh. Right? 
I am going to disagree. <laughs> respect it. Respect it. Why? Because I think that there's no amount of online anything that mm. can duplicate the, I don't know, the, like, touch, the power of touch. Yeah. I just, to ask, tell that to a mom. Mm-hmm. Ask a mom if it feels the same to have their child tell them via text, I love you, oh. versus them giving you a hug and saying, I love you. I kind of point proven. Drop the mic. (laughs) Thank you, folks. I kind of feel like maybe if they were going to say six positive affirmations equal one positive affirmation in real life, that might seem more real to me. Yes, that would seem more real. Hugs are that. That's the wrong word because you can't, like you said, you cannot replicate the feeling of a true great hug. And my theoretical model that I follow or theoretical orientation is one that one of like the, the cornerstones of this is touch and utilizing touch in therapy too. And I have seen the magic of that Mm -hmm. and there is nothing more powerful. Please. Any woman that has ever flirted with a man should know Uh, the power of a touch. Yep. Because all it takes is like brush that guy's hand and he'll be yours. Yeah, there are not. Mm-hmm, yeah, okay. Bad research. <laughs> bad research. Right? Maybe it's just imprecise, kind of. Yeah. You know. Yeah, and I don't like when they make those big sweeping like, and you know they probably put hugs in quotes or something like that, mm-hmm. and then we read it and we don't even think about the quotes. But yeah, so I'm gonna stand by hugs in real life, and the therapist that. Uh, you know, this model is, is based on Virginia Satir says that you need, oh, let me remember, it's like eight hugs, a, six hugs a day for survival, eight hugs a day for like, like maintenance, like health or maintenance. And then like 10 hugs a day for growth or something like that. There's wow. a, she gives like a breakdown. Let me see if I can. Yeah, but it, I always love that. I mean, you need a lot of hugs. It's really, really important. Were you- she says we need at least eight hugs a day. We need four hugs Fuck. a day to survive. Survive? We need, uh-huh. Like to survive. Like it's, that's what happens. Huh. Eight hugs a day to keep us us and 12 hugs a day for growth. Mm. Okay. Well, I need some more friends then. Yeah. Yeah. And a hug can be anything. A hug can be, you know, it doesn't have to be that 15 second, like, you know, throw your hands around the person, but just like a nice hand around the shoulder, like human touch. Yeah. We need to be touched and recognized in a a nurturing, comforting way. Four times a day for survival, eight times a day for maintenance, and 12 times a day for growth. Did you grow up in a house Mm. of hugs? Yes. So much. You were lucky. That's really nice. So many hugs. Like my mom was very, very physically affectionate. And of course, unfortunately, my dad was, but in a not so good way. So that's been a difficult one to kind of... Was he also though in a good way? He's out. Like... You know what? Actually, no. Okay. Like the only time there was like physical content, contact was in a way that was not healthy, but Mm. to my little kid brain felt like love because mm. how can it not this sure. is your parent and that's how you know and they tell you that this is love yeah gosh it's all part of the thing so then it's like okay what oh god that this is like getting yeah. deep but uh that's one of like the fears that you know is happened yeah. with anybody who's a survivor of child sexual abuse that when they have their own kids of of i'm very on high alert of how any adult touches a child and it's hard for me to discern which one is like, what does normal touch look like? Do you ever see things and you're like, well, that was weird? Yeah, all the time. But I, it's oh. just my red flags go up when they shouldn't. Where do you see this? I'm, it, you know what it is, is tickling. Tra- that's a t- trigger for me. Yeah, I don't like because, that yeah, at it's all. Not, it feels like you, you're saying stop and they don't and that feels really uncomfortable. And, you know, my... Dear friend Angela Rose, who's the founder of PAVE, she has a daughter who I think is about four right now. 
And she says that that's one thing that they as parents really do, like, make sure that they they respect with their daughter that they if any ever time she says stop or like they, you know, are tickling or playing that they do and mm-hmm. not just keep going. Oh, because she's laughing because yeah. it teaches the wrong thing. And that was how one of the, a creepy guy molested me when I was little with a, oh, where are you ticklish? So I'm always like, don't tickle anybody, you know, so, but that's my, that's my own thing. No, I but I like, agree with you that it would be better if that was just something that didn't go on. Yeah. Cause don't touch, you know, again, touch is so important, but if it becomes abused or used for power or control or manipulation or anything like that, it crosses those wires mm-hmm. that are so important for things like survival and growth and maintenance. And when those wires get crossed, it does a real, it's, it takes a long time to undo those. And, and, you know, that's why movement therapies and connecting like that mind body connection is so important because you have to like retrain the body through the power of the mind, what is safe and what's not safe. Mm. Yeah. Dude. So much to consider. Got deep. I know. I love how we do that. I do too. We go from one thing to the next. Ah. We covered a lot of ground today. I'm real proud of us. Yes, me too. Now let's uh, move on. Have people subscribe. Leave us yes. a five-star review. We read your reviews when we're a little tipsy. It's fun. It's the best. You can always join our book club. Mm-hmm. And I hear the book club pick for this month is a big, huge hit. Oh my God. So all of them. So join us at patreon.com slash brain candy. Yay. See Yay. you next time, everybody. Bye. podcast is brought to you by Weave Podcast Network. Check out all of our shows, including the Brain Candy Podcast, I Don't Get It, Coffee Convos, and Let's Talk About It.